welcome to the Love Your Life Project, a gentle guide to living a wholehearted, meaningful life. In these trying times, listen to stories, poems, musings, mystical wisdom to inspire you, bringing a little more light to your day. I'm Anuramana. Hello again, my beloved friends. Oh, it's been a very long time. More than half a year since I've sat here with the microphone and the computer and talked to you. It's good to be back and it feels like a good place to start to wind back these past seven months and kind of fill you in a little bit on what's been happening here. I know some of you are aware of the fall I had back in mid-November last year. Just just to recap, for those of you who don't know, I was at my friend's house in Oregon and helping her prepare for a big move to Mexico. And we were just taking a break, heading out for lunch, and I stepped off her deck and it was autumn so these large round decorative stones um, on the path were covered in autumn leaves so I didn't see them and I must have caught the edge of one with my right foot and it buckled and as it buckled with my full weight on it my body decided to go the other way the other direction so it was quite a Quite a shock, really, and the pain was really beyond excruciating. The foot swelled up like a, really like a balloon, and I couldn't even bear the touch of ice on it. But I, I was able to crawl out on my, my behind and my hands to my friend's car, and she took me to the ER. And it turned out that there were... Uh, four fractures uh, and a shredded ligament um, but they didn't have to do surgery which they when they looked at my foot they were certain they would have to so that was a plus and um, you know they gave me some heavy duty drugs and um, I spent the night at my friend's house and was driven home the next day And it really catapulted me into a whole other way of being. It's so amazing how in the blink of an eye, you know, in one moment your life can change so drastically. And I will say it felt like everything that I had loved in life was taken in that instant because I couldn't walk, I couldn't swim, I couldn't move hardly, um, couldn't make my own meals. I, you know, was really dependent on my wonderful friends to come and bring food and help me uh, do basic things around the house. I had a scooter uh, where I could lean 
my knee on and kind of scoot myself around on one foot um, and had that for a couple of months, I think. But it was just amazing to watch at first the the intense resistance to, oh, you know, I've lost this this wonderful life I was having. I was really savoring life at that point. And um, it really was kind of a, a repeat in a way, and maybe a little gentler way of the accident I had 20 years ago in Ireland, where I was hit over the head with, with flying lumber and feeling that same loss of, you know, all of the beauty of this life. But this time, all these years later, two decades on, I I had the tools, I had the ability to, the know-how, how to be with all of that sorrow and pain. And for quite a while, it was just trying to meet the physical pain. Um, and having been someone who's been really resistant to heavy drugs, um, I was doing my best to limit uh, them because they really affect you in all kinds of ways. Um, but I had to take some. and uh, But even that didn't mute the whole physical pain. So it was a series of sleepless nights and couldn't even get up to pull the blinds. I just kind of lay there and let the light uh, come in 24-7. And it was kind of nice because I'm surrounded by trees here and they felt like my guardians just holding me um, through those long nights when it just felt eternal, like it would never end. It was like one long, unbroken uh, feeling of pain on so many levels. But also at a certain point, all of the outside world, the external world, just fell away. You know, Thanksgiving happened, Christmas happened, the new year happened, and I was still in bed in pain. But I started to feel like I really didn't care what was happening beyond that room, beyond those four walls. I didn't care anymore. I'd kind of lost the sense of losing out on anything. It was like being really pushed, pushed back to um, the innermost chamber of my own self. And in a way, over time, I began to really warm to that. It's like we're so built around this sense of identity, this fixed point that we imagine we are, this body, this name we have, this personality, our role in life. And we tend to think that's who we are and forget that we are so much more than that, that the body really and mind, it's just a, I heard someone call it like a a kind of combination of all these different processes, you know, constantly changing processes, thoughts, emotions, feelings, physical sensations, always in motion. So we're not that static fixed thing. The cells in our bodies are constantly turning over. So we're actually not the same person we were four years ago or even a year ago. 
And so I really got to sit with that, this identity of, you know, she who loves to swim, she who loves to hike, she who loves to be out in the woods in nature. All of that just took a back seat and it began to matter less and less. And and it was being a, it was like being forced back to finding the inner intimacy, to unearthing that deeper voice, that ancient wisdom that's always just waiting to be recognized and heard. And so it really took me on this deep, deep inner inner journey. It was like being in a cave and it got more and more quiet inside, more and more alluring actually. And I began to really feel what I'd been hearing for years in all of the silent retreats I've attended, that all of the treasure really resides within. It's not out there at all. It's all inside. It's an inside job, as they say. And of course, I'd heard that and had tastes of it over the years, but really began to deepen in that not just understanding, but that knowing. And then it became more and more attractive to stay inside. And at a certain point, I just kept the phone off until early afternoon so that when I woke in the morning, as I began to sleep a little more at night, I could stay in that kind of liminal space and just tune into my own inner compass, my own guidance and I feel like all of the intensity and it's it's not even that the pain has gone at this point of course it's a lot diminished than it was half a year ago but I remember something Mirabai the mystic poet wrote once and she said the heat of midnight tears will bring you to God the heat of midnight tears will bring you to God And I feel like there were many, many, many midnight tears, I have to say, you know, wanting to just drop the body at a certain point because it hurt so much. But it really started to turn around and I started to feel more love, more gratitude and and more, more intimacy with my own self, more familiarity with my own being and realizing that I didn't have to reach out there for anything to fulfill me, to satisfy, to make me feel better, to make me feel whole, that I could turn inside and find it. And it became such a beautiful, beautiful invitation, really, to return back to home, to where we really belong to that place of inner love and beauty and harmony and, oh my God, peace, peace, peace. And so I had, of course, I wasn't able to drive for a long time because it was my right foot that's been injured. And very dear friends would take turns taking me to medical appointments and eventually to physical therapy. And it was quite a 
quite a sharp adjustment to go back out into the wild again um, because I had gone in so, so deeply and there was like a heightened sensitivity that went along with this inner journey so that it felt like there was less separation between me and anything beyond the circumference of the body and I could feel things so much more palpably. I mean, I could before the fall, I could feel, you know, difficult energies some people were feeling. I would feel heart pain, perhaps, or nausea in a store. But this was a whole other level. It was like, um, it was like being a permeable membrane. And so that sense of separateness of me being this unique entity uh, and you out there being something else just just started to fall away. Not to say that it's constant, but there was certainly a much, much deeper um, immersion in that belongingness to totality, to just the whole unfolding of existence and less kind of wedded to this little me, this transitory me. And I remembered during those long winter nights, and oh my God, it was a long winter. We had so much snow, it seemed to never end. Piling up, piling up, you know, waste level snow at one point. And again, such gratitude to a very dear friend, Richard, who came and plowed and shoveled, as well as having to do his own house, um, so I could clear the walkway, so I could get out to, um, to a car that would take me to these medical appointments. But during that long, snowy winter, I had this memory that's really still incredibly palpably felt when I was many, many years ago at the holy mountain Arunachala in southern India. It's Ramana's mountain, Ramana Maharshi, the Indian sage, whom I love, whom I consider my beloved. And I was visiting at that mountain. We were on a retreat. And I remember sitting in my room, meditating, and I opened my eyes, and there was a little kind of walking path, a rectangle beyond the window. And I had seen people kind of silently walking in meditation over the days I'd been there. But I suddenly saw myself, at least this body, this form, I saw that body, she, me, walking on that path. And I was just kind of curiously watching her take one step and another, and then she got to the end of the path, took a left turn, and started walking. And then all of a sudden... She took a step, and that step, how do I say it? She took that step, and she just dissolved. She just disappeared. It was like one step, and then she was gone, absolutely gone. It It was kind of fascinating to see, and I wondered if that was a premonition of death, that that might be how I would go kind of suddenly. And really, when I think about it, just as I'm speaking now, It kind of was like that because this fall, you know, I was taking a step and then all of a sudden everything was taken. Everything fell away. 
And it certainly has been a kind of death here. I will say that there's a deep kind of inner shift happening, a deep radical transformation. I wouldn't say that I'm at the end of it yet by any means, but it definitely is a kind of rebirth, even metaphorically learning to walk again, which I'm in the process of doing now. So it was amazing to cast my gaze back to that, let's call it a vision, and actually watching that body separate from me, not um, attached to it when I had that vision, but just kind of watching curiously as she walked the path and then just dissolved into thin air. And so it's been a kind of a, a breaking down, I would say, of the apparatus that held Anna, Anandi, Annie, Anne, all the names I've gone by that held that one in place. And I think it was Jeff Foster who said, you know, you have to break a little. You have to break a little sometimes to break a little more in order to heal a little more. And of course, that word heal means wholeness becoming whole and I feel like that's really what is in process here that there were parts in the system even after all of the inner work that's happened there were still parts that were incomplete still parts that had ignored my own inner guidance my own inner wisdom my own inner beloved and I think I wouldn't have taken the time and stopped long enough to recognize that or honor it um, if I hadn't had this fall. And that's not to say that there haven't been times when there's been a fleeting wish that, oh my God, I wish it hadn't happened because I am more mobile now. I can get around with walking poles, but the foot is still not... um, complying you know it's not bending or doing lateral movements and so walking is more of a limp and it kind of torques the whole body into very unusual and painful positions so that's been difficult and I just had a follow-up with the orthopedic surgeon yesterday and she uh suggested a steroid shot which can really weaken the cartilage in the foot, in the bone Uh, and she said it would give us some information. She felt there might be arthritis there from the fall and inflammation and I said what if it doesn't work and she said well then you'd have to have surgery to fuse the bones together. And that was really quite a blow, I have to say, after seven months of deep, deep inner work and being immobilized. And now we're into summer here at the mountain. Beautiful, beautiful weather. So I had to take some time to really be with that. I will say there were some tears at that news. But I opted to just have another MRI so we could take a look in the foot and see really what's needed and there's a deeper peacefulness with it now and I feel it's a quicker turnaround 
than it would have been, let's say, a year ago. I mean a turnaround emotionally. So yes, it's been quite an amazing, amazing journey. And I've recently been watching a lot of YouTube videos of near-death experiences, and they, they're so comforting. In fact, they're, they're so um, inspiring because they really, each one of them, each person who has died and come back, they all report how beautiful it is, how loved and accepted they feel, and how they don't want to come back here, that this is just a, a difficult place to be. But I suppose we're here for as long as we are, and it's also a gift in its way. You know, I really feel like I've learned a new way of still learning, a new way of being in the world, of really opening up to each new moment with a kind of freshness, with a sense of the infinite possibilities that exist with each new breath, each new now. It comes with all kinds of potential. And yet we bring the past to it and our concerns about the future based on what's happened in the past. And it's all ridiculous because, as I've learned, the hard way, anything can happen at any time and usually when you least expect it. So... I think I'm going to, you know, over the next few episodes, share more about what has unfolded here. And But I just wanted to say hello and welcome back <laughs> to myself and to you. And I'd like to leave you with, um, with a poem. Um, so here's the poem, and I am so sorry... I do not have the poet's name, so apologies to the poet if you should hear this. It's a beautiful poem, and it's called Cherries. The woman standing in the whole foods aisle over the pyramid of fruit, neatly arranged under glossy lights, watched me drop a handful into a paper bag, said, how do you do it? I always have to check each one. I look down at the dark red fruit, each cherry good in its own particular way, the way breasts are good, or birds, or stars. Doesn't everything that shines carry its own shadow? A scar across the surface, a worm buried in the sweet flesh. Why not reach in, take whatever falls into your hand? Why not reach in, take whatever falls into your hand? So perhaps we can all reach our arms out and scoop up whatever's in front of us. For me this evening, I'm so grateful to be able to sit in a chair and even though there's no one here directly to hug, I can hug myself. Maybe you could do that too if you're not in company of someone else. And I tell you, I relish this because while I was on the scooter for all those months, 
I couldn't hug anyone. I had to lean over the scooter. So it was just a top hug, you know, a shoulder hug. I couldn't lean in and feel anybody's body close to mine. So now when I hug someone or am being hugged, I really drink it in. It's one of the great gifts we have as human beings to touch and be touched by each other. And I mean, of course, with love, with caring, with compassion. Ah, so thank you for being with me on this journey here. So lovely to be communing with you again. And I sign off now with all my love, all my love from my heart to yours. If you enjoyed this episode, please share with others. And if you'd like to hear more, you can find me on my website, anaramana.com. And also on there is a link to become a member of my Patreon family, where for a donation, I offer additional gifts and bonuses, like guided meditations and private Zoom calls. Much love to you. Till next time.